Tyson Wake crosses the goal line for the first points of this game. They give it straight ahead for a touchdown. That's the fullback Mason Wake. Mason Wake gets his second touchdown of the game. Wake up! Wake up! It is the Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for our weekly conversation. Uh, checking in down in Provo, out to the Smart Rain special guest line we go. Our friend Mason Wake on the show once again. Mason, uh, week number two, it's good to see you. How, how are things going? Things are going good. Uh, a little sore right now, just like most of the guys, but we're feeling pretty good being 1-0. So, Mason, uh, tell us about what the on-field experience was like, not just playing against Arizona, but playing in that particular stadium? Yeah, I mean, so right when we got off the plane uh, the day before when we got there, we went to the stadium and uh, checked it out, and it was the craziest thing ever. Like, I've never been in a stadium like that. The closest thing to it was prior to my freshman year when we played Tennessee. Uh, just a crazy-looking stadium that was just like it – was, it was an awesome experience. Um, just seeing like how many fans can fit in there, knowing like just having that feeling from last year, not having any fans, like we'd have to bring our own juice, just seeing, um, all those, all those seats. And then during the game, we'd be like, we'd be looking up there and then we'd have to squint a little because there are seats even higher up than we can see. And it was just crazy seeing everyone jam packed in there and, um, they brought a lot of energy. So I'll, I'll spare you the full rant that I went on yesterday, but I saw some highlights about the crowd uh, or uh, headlines about the crowd. And uh, they said that, boy, BYU travels well. And it, it makes me mad because it is true. I mean, there are a lot of folks went from Provo and the Wasatch Front and, and went to Vegas because who doesn't love going to Vegas? But the truth is there are a ton of BYU fans in Vegas. There's BYU fans everywhere. You know, probably a, a lot of the BYU fans that went to the game, you know, traveled 10 miles from home, you know, it's, it's kind of how BYU works and you guys go to the, you know, the stadiums in the Southeast and everybody goes, Oh wow. There's a lot of BYU. It's like, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. It's part of, of, of BYU's value, but neither Gordon and I were there. Give us an estimate on percentage. How much of the total uh, crowd was, was wearing blue, Royal blue, not Arizona, but Royal blue. I would say about 70%, honestly, Wow. even since like when we were warming up, it was like, 90 percent like there was just so many fans and then once the game rolled around uh it was about like 70 30 i would say um it was just a ton like arizona started a chant like saying just arizona arizona and then all of a sudden just byu came out of nowhere and it was one of the craziest feelings just hearing everyone in the stands just yell byu like and it got louder and louder and louder but um as far as uh uh byu fans traveling i don't like a lot of people don't realize this but BYU, it's not just a university, it's a religion. So, like, it's just worldwide, and we have fans everywhere we go, and it's just crazy. So you can play this game, uh, play games in Chile, and you'd probably have a big yeah, crowd. Yeah, I would probably sell out the stadium. <laughs> you know, uh, Mason, neither Jake or I are fashion experts, but do the players like that royal blue that Jake mentioned? Is that uh, Do you guys like that better than the uh, other shades of blue? Um, I'd say for me, I like the balance of Navy and Royal having both of them, but I think a lot of people are moving towards Royal, but I mean, me personally, I like, I like Navy and Royal. I like the balance that we have just to switch it up a little bit, but that, that Royal rush that we wore was pretty awesome. All right. Let's talk about the game, how you felt about, uh, how the team performed. Uh, tell us about Arizona a little bit and what happened on the field. 
Yeah, I mean, Arizona came to play. Uh, we got off to a slow start on offense. Defense was playing pretty good. Um, you can tell when they started to get a little bit tired at the end, but, I mean, they stayed to it, and they um, they started uh, putting together some stops. Um, and, I mean, we just got off to a slow start. It can't happen. Um, I, I think it's pretty normal starting off the year, but uh, once we started, like, it was like the first half, like, there was the end, there was the beginning and the end and then the middle part. I thought we did pretty good as an offense scoring three straight drives. Um, yeah, just that slow start, start, it can't happen. We had a few, um, like, missed assignments, but, I mean, we cleaned it up there. How would you evaluate uh, Jaron Hall's performance? Yeah, he's a stud. Um, he came out and he played, he performed well. He, he conducted the offense pretty good. He was a leader. Um, there was no panic in him. Like whether it be in the huddle or just when we were running, running uh, quick plays, there was just no panic, and he would just get the calls out. Um, didn't let the moment get the best of him. Uh, yeah, he's just mature, and um, I thought he played really well. You know, I didn't ask you about this last week, and I probably should have because it's kind of your signature leaping defenders. And I, I saw you interact with somebody on Twitter who who was disappointed that they didn't see a leap. Is there is there pressure to do it now i mean you've got to let something like that come naturally right yeah i mean last year i actually did feel a lot of pressure i mean it was just part of my game so i was just like for me like i don't even think about it honestly it just kind of happens like in this arizona game i actually had like a little half hurdle like a half leap but on my first catch and then i actually once i jumped over the guy i got destroyed by the <laughs> linebacker he broke my helmet so he got me pretty good there but um, yeah, I mean, the fans love it. I mean, I love doing it because, like, it's not just for show. Like, it actually, like, it's something to add to my game and um, make defenders, like, just they don't know if I'm going to hit them hard or, like, jump over them. They have no idea. So just adding that to my game has um, helped me as a player. But, yeah, it's fun seeing the fans react to it. That Arizona dude had the hurdle of the game. Uh <laughs> Over uh, who was that? Was that your kicker? Who was it? Yeah, that was our kicker. That was pretty. That was pretty insane. <laughs> he got pretty high. So, uh, Mason, do you consider yourself a hybrid? Are you a fullback or a tight end? Or are you both? Um, at heart, I want to say I'm a fullback just because there's not a lot of fullbacks out there, and I'm like the fullback body. But I'm with the tight end, so I'm more of a hybrid. But I mean, I kind of take offense when someone just calls me a fullback and I take offense when someone just calls me a tight end because I think I'm more both. Um, I like having that balance there, and I'm with the tight end, so I like being called tight end, but I also like being called fullback. So, I mean, it's 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 hard to say which one, but I'd say a hybrid for sure. So, Jake, keep that in mind moving forward. You know? uh, yeah, 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 hybrid. <laughs> I got it, but, but identifying as a fullback like that, though, that's a pretty savvy PR move when you play for a fullback. You know what I mean? Like, plant that yeah. in his mind. Like, I've, I've got the fullback mentality. I am the fullback. I am of one with you in your playing days. Yeah, I mean, every every team needs a fullback, so everyone <laughs> everyone needs to be that – Everyone needs that mean guy on the team, that that meathead kind of guy. But I like being called. I like let's just say fullback slash tight end. That's yeah. good for me. So that being said, why weren't the tight ends targeted more in that game? And is that something that we'll see moving forward? Are we hiding that from the Utes because you didn't want them to prepare for that? Um, I wouldn't say we were hiding, but I just think. I mean, it's not like we didn't run routes like, or we didn't block a bunch, but um, I think we were out on routes. Just Jaron 
um, did a good job finding Neil Powell. And um, that's just, that's just our offense. Like each, each week, each game week, um, there could be someone else that shines and that's just how many weapons that we have. Um, and that just goes to show our depth and uh, that's just kind of how it rolls. So it is rivalry week. And uh, we talked to you last week about how you grew up a Boise state guy, even though, you know, obviously locally you're, you're familiar with it, grew up with it, but was detached from it in a, in a way. So uh, somehow your opinion on the rivalry growing up is almost like an outsider and now being involved. Um, so growing up, I mean, of course I watched it. Um, but I mean, I didn't care that much about it, but, Honestly, I mean, it's just a, it's one of the craziest rivalries in the country. Like, it's it's ranked probably top five um, in the country, maybe even top three. But I mean, just seeing how much preparation there is going into each game, and just this is like, I mean, you always say this is like the game that you're on is the biggest game of the year. But for me, this has been the biggest game of the year since the last season ended. Like, we just want to just go out there and play hard, and um, it's always fun playing against rivals, but. I've only had one game against them, so, and I didn't play in that game, so this is going to be fun. So, Mason, give us the top three reasons the Cougars will beat the Utes, and as you guys are more handsome, one of them. <laughs> Man, uh, you guys are trying to get me to say something, but. <laughs> That's what Gordon probably, does. Uh, top three reasons? <laughs> Man, this is tough. I don't know. These are going to get out to some youth, and some guys are going to be pissed off, but. Uh, I mean, one, I guess, I guess one could just be that um, they've won nine straight and we're just motivated to go out there and play. Uh, we're at home. Uh, I don't know. There's not much I could say. There's just going to be a lot of energy from both sides. Everyone's going to want to come in there and win. And uh, that's a hard question, but we'll just have to see. <laughs> you can't stand those huge, can you? Nah, I want to beat them. Cannot stand him. How does Coach uh, Coach Sataki, uh, uh approach it now? He did an interview on our station. I guess it'd have to be yesterday. And he, you know, he says the right things. He says, you know, I'd like you know for rivalry week to be every week, but I realize that that's not necessarily realistic. But I mean, he's saying the right things, right? But he's been on both sides of it, you know, as a player and now both sides of it as a coach. So how does he approach it? Um, Gordon and I were talking yesterday. Urban Meyer, I'm sure you've heard the the legends, you know, put BYU logos in the urinals and all these kind of silly juvenile things. Coach Witt, uh, it kind of takes these subtle jabs how does coach Sataki uh approach the the rivalry week um so it's pretty subtle uh so he's pretty much the same it's like the same intensity there is every week whoever we play but I mean you can always tell there's a little bit of an edge when we play Utah see I this is only my second like we haven't gone through game week yet but this is only my this will be my second game against the Utes but I mean there's always just this different energy and like Every single time we break, like, as a team, it's always beat Utah or something like that. Just to, like, keep it in our mind and just um, – we have these quotes on the walls uh, during game week. Uh, every rack when we're lifting about beat Utah, like, that's just our mentality. Like, that's that's what we're focused on and that we're not focused on anything else. How do you balance the emotion of that with the cerebral approach, the poise that you need to have on the field against – uh, an opponent of this quality 
yeah, I mean, Utah's a good team, and you don't want to, like, go out there and try to be a hero. You don't want to go out there and just make it personal. You just want to, like, trust your teammates, and Kalani's been pretty big on that the last couple of days, is trusting your teammates and just going out there and being you. And there's going to be a ton of energy because who we're playing, and you're going to want to be doing stuff. Maybe you shouldn't, like, talking talking crap and some things. You can talk to Neil Powell about that. He was pretty funny in the game last week. But, um, yeah, just going out there and being ourselves and just – don't let the moment get too big for you. And like, just, there's going to be a whole lot of stuff going on this week and during the game and just um, being poised, but just having that chip on your shoulder. Like you want, like, this is rivalry week. So part of uh, what makes this rivalry great, I think is, is how intertwined it is, right? The schools are so close physically, you know, in proximity, but the communities are, are incredibly intertwined and it seems, you know, well, the coaching staffs are uh, as well. Um, it, it seems like the players, it's something similar. And Gordon and I were talking about this, uh, you know, now the guys can't go home during the summer and everybody's hanging around and I'm sure the same trainers and the same programs and those sorts of things are out there, but how familiar are you with the, with the Utah roster personally? Yeah, so I actually, I actually played with Devin Kafusi. He's one of the D linemen yeah. up there. He transferred yeah. up there. Um, I mean, there's a few guys that I played in high school, but I mean, I'm not really um, familiar with them. But I've just been playing them. But I mean, I feel like I've been talking to Brent Covey. I've talked to him a few times on Twitter. But other than that, like, I'm not really familiar with all of them, and mm. we just want to go out there and. I and mean, don't want to be wanna, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't want it this week. We don't. We don't yeah. care. But yeah, that's just our mentality. Thanks. We are not friends this week. <laughs> as far as your offense goes against Utah's defense, uh, what can you guys do to smooth it a little more? What What needs to happen to be more efficient, more proficient? Um, I think as an offense is getting the run game going. Um, Tyler Algier is one of our best players, and we have a really good old line, and um, our tight ends can block. And just getting our, our run game going, that opens up everything else. And just having Utah respect the run um, and having Jaron being able to run and pass, um, especially having him run, having a dual threat, is pretty, it's pretty good for our offense. But, I mean, just settling down, getting the run game going, getting back to what we're good at, um, and it will open up everything else. Last thing from me, uh, Mason, and we're going to table the name of the show controversy until we get uh, Austin was in, unable to be with us today. So, so hang on to that one. Keep thinking about it. But we want we want Austin back involved. But Gordon, this is going to be some self torture for you and me. But you said you grew up with uh, you know watching the rivalry and remember the games. Uh, just to make us feel old, what's the first rivalry game you remember? Uh, you know, rooting or being involved with, or remember the ending or whatever. Man. First one I remember, I mean, I don't know if this is the first one I remember, but I'll get to that. But, like, the biggest one I remember was probably the bowl game. The bowl game when they played each other. It wasn't that long ago, but when I think it was – was it BYU that jumped out to that huge lead? It was Utah who did. Gordon and I were both both at the game, and then BYU reeled them back in and just came up short. Yeah. That was, like, that was the most insane game ever. Just that energy, like, it was just awesome to watch. But, I mean, probably the first one, I can't remember his name, but when he was – it was like coming down to the end of the game, number 13, was it Harleen? Yeah, the tight end when he for caught, the When he caught that ball in the end zone yep. on his knees. Yeah, that game, that was probably one of the earliest that I've have, seen. Have you ever heard Greg Rubel's call on, on that play? 
it, it's oh. it's kind of the iconic call of his career. But but if you get a chance and and maybe we'll play for you next week or something when when Austin's back. But uh, it, the Ralph, who actually is a friend of the station, very nice guy, has the most high pitched scream in the background that you have ever heard in your entire life. I mean, just absolutely goes bananas and screams Good. as Greg is announcing. You know, Harleen touchdown, Cougars win the whole thing. It just Gordon. How would you describe it? Shrill. I don't yeah, that's a good word. Is that a good word for it? We'll have to play it for you. But okay, so Harleen is still open. Oh, All right, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Mason, let me ask you real quick about, is there any thought amongst the players about this talk about the Big 12? Is that how Has that seeped through the team, and how do the players feel about that? Um, honestly, we haven't even talked about it at all. Like, I've, I've been seeing stuff about it, but that's just not what we're focused on, like, the coaches haven't brought it up. No one's even really talking about it at all. Like I haven't really heard anything about it. You just see it on Twitter and on TV and stuff. And you just, I mean, we, we just, we just, honestly, we just don't care about that right now. And that's just something that the higher ups will take care of. And they'll, um, they'll let us know if anything happens, but just right now we're focused on the next game and that's Utah. You use the word focus there. Is that a part of a strength? Is that a strength of this team? Do you think, it has the maturity to dial in on what's most important in the, in the here and now, or what, what, what is the personality of this team so far? Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of our success last year is maturity and our focus, um, not knowing if we were going to play a season. Um, and just, I think, uh, um, Kalani talks about it a lot is having competitive advantages. And that, that was one of them is being focused and, focused on the now and um, not looking ahead. And I think that carried over to this year and um, we're just extremely matured and focused. And that's just a big part of our program. Mason, thank you very much and good luck on Saturday. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be fun.